You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Paul Clemens put together one of the worst displays of umpiring I've ever seen. If I'm Rob Manfred, I don't fire him. That's too harsh. I demote him. I send him down. I make him re-watch this game and see all the mistakes he made against everybody. I want to make that clear. This is not an anti-Met thing. Like, oh, he was anti-Met. No, no, he sucked. And, and I admit, a part of the problem we all now have is that most of these broadcasts have the box. And the box is very, very accurate. Is it 100% accurate? No, but it's very, very accurate to tell us, the viewer, is that a strike or is that a ball? And you know what that box has done? I'm about to pay compliment to an umpire. It's shown you how good most umpires are. It really has. Most umpires are so good in calling the correct pitches based on that box. They are. And then you have Paul Clemens. Paul Clemens was an abomination. Paul Clemens maybe shouldn't be allowed to umpire ever again. Maybe, maybe I haven't gone far enough. He should be banned from calling balls and strikes. And you know what's crazy? He's probably not the worst umpire on the crew because Angel Hernandez was standing there at second base. But look, to Nimmo's credit, he gets absolutely effed on a 1-0 pitch. That's clearly a ball that's called a strike. He still battles. He still rips a base at the left field. Now, speaking of umpiring, because I always want to be honest, I still don't know if that Starling Marte doubles a double. I don't know. Uh, that is an unreviewable play. Even if it was reviewable, I don't think they overturn it because I, I don't know. Like, Pete, you saw the Marte double. Gary yeah. Cohen screwed it up. He said it was a foul ball. I, I, he likes to jump calls. I don't know if that was fair or foul. Do you know if that was fair or foul? I call it the no hand. Oh, stop. That's don't exactly stop. what it, No, but that's what it is. It is what it is. It's, it's a, In the books, that was a hit. That's, that's all that matters. No, no, no. It all but, matters. But, Pete, there's a difference. Like, Johan legitimately gave up a double to Carlos Beltran. The ball hit the chalk. In this case, I don't know if it was fair or foul. It was so di- it, it looked It looked foul. You think it, it was foul? Okay, foul. fair enough. I know it bounced fair before it went over the third base, but that looked extremely foul. Okay. I don't know how to. T- <laughs> it's like a check swing. I'm like, what do they guys look at sometimes? Because I can't tell. That that's right on though, bro. That's the thing. I think that is the most difficult call to make. That's why fair foul, 
I can't bitch about it. Now, obviously, it worked the Mets' way, so I'm happy. But just trying to be as honest as I can, I, I have no idea if that was fair or foul. I think that's the most difficult call an umpire makes, personally. But it went our way. And to give Starling Marte credit, he did it. And the Mets were able to tie the game. I thought Brandon Nimmo was going to tip over as he was rounding third. Like, I don't know if anyone noticed that. If you watch it again, the way he was, like, leaning, I thought he was just going to tip over. I was waiting for him to stumble and not make home. <laughs> I, was, I was worried. <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing. That would have been fantastic. But he did make it home. And then this is where I still thought they were going to lose. When Lindor on the first pitch taps it back to the pitcher, that moment, I'm like, crap, they're going to lose this effing game because I, d- I didn't think Pete was coming through. And I don't mean that as a knock on Pete. It is very difficult to have a five-hit game. And so it was more a numbers game for me. Like, there's no way he's coming through with a fifth hit. And obviously, he popped up in foul territory. So you needed Adam Adovino to somehow deliver us a slider that he gets over and somehow not put a guy on base. Adovino's splits are crazy, by the way. Like, he's dominant against righties. He struggles against lefties. So you see him facing the bottom of the order, three right-hand hitters on paper, and I love the matchups. I'm looking ahead saying, all right, as long as you don't have to face Moustakis, Adam Adovino's in a sweet spot. I think uh, Aaron Boone used to call this the right lane for Adam Adovino. And it's true. You know, he's a different pitcher against lefties than he is righties. Now, to David Bell's credit, and you kind of knew he was going to do this, he sends up Tyler Naquin with two outs and nobody on to get that lefty advantage. There's nothing you could do about it. Three batter minimum. The Mets only have one lefty in their bullpen in Joelli. But to Adam Adovino's credit, a very clean, a very dominant one, two, three inning after Buck Showalter went out of his way to give him a few off days. Because if you go to the night before, and we'll get into game two, that inning Lugo came into wouldn't have been clean for Adovino anyway, even if he was available because of the left-handed batters that were due up that inning. I had a weird idea about what I would have done in game two, but we'll get to that later. Great job by Adovino. And then the Mets come through in the 10th inning, even after Jeff McNeil pops up the center field. Eduardo Escobar is really, really upset that Dory Moreta came up and in. I thought that was odd. I got to tell you, I love that Escobar was pissed off because I've always said the only way to, I guess, retaliate to the amount of times the Mets have been hit is to probably charge the mound. Like, we've talked about that, that that's better than just hitting somebody. So I'm not, like, quarreling with Eduardo Escobar for being upset. I think that's cool. We've called for it. I, I just don't know if in that situation, what what do you think was happening? Like, he pitched you inside. That's, that's basically what happened. Like, what do you think Moretta was doing? You think he was trying to hit you? Well, he was well, trying what, to hit him. That's what they said. They they uh, Was it Todd Zeal in the call was like, Looks like he's saying, if you're going to hit me, just hit me. Which, why the hell would he do that? Yeah, he was pitching inside. Yeah. But but you know what? I just love that, that he showed emotion. I don't really care. Like, I mean, that's the one thing about this. I don't want to get too much into the, what is Moretta trying to do, even though I just did. He was fired up. He was pissed off. Great. And he yelled at him. And look, I don't know if that impact the rest of the inning, obviously. It didn't impact the Escobar at bat. But look, James McCann came through with a clutch hit. Brandon Nemo hit a three-run home run. Is it possible that had anything to do with it? Probably not, but it doesn't hurt. I got to tell you, Pete, in the middle of this game, I was so disgusted by Paul Clemens, who should be banned as an umpire, that 
I wanted Buck to lose his mind. And I'm usually not a fan who does this, who says, ah, the manager's got to get thrown out. I thought Clemens was so bad that that was, at any point in this game, it could have been the sixth inning. I didn't even give a crap what inning it was because there was a bad call every inning. So Buck could have, you know, take your freaking pick. But that was the moment I wanted to see Buck unleashed. So sometimes you want to see fire. So Eduardo Escobar being pissed off at, you know, Dory Moreta, a guy none of us has ever heard of. Yeah, that's fine. And, and listen, the one thing I, I will say is it it does make a difference. Like, one thing I'll give Aaron Boone a ton of credit for is he defends his team the best out of, out of, out of any manager. I agree. Like, he'll go in there, defend Judge, make sure that he gets the proper calls. He's a tall guy. Dude, those low strikes are ridiculous sometimes. So he defends them, and it puts the umpires in check. Buck's got to do that once in a while. It really does. Yeah, I, look, I don't know if it would have made a difference, but I know as a fan, I was so disgusted by the pathetic umpiring that this was the game where I wanted to see it. But, hey, look, whatever. I mean, the Mets somehow won this freaking game. I, I want to give credit to James McCann, even though I think he's one of the worst offensive players in the history of the Mets franchise. He needed that big hit. Because when the Mets get the run home on the RBI double by Dom Smith, and credit to Dom, two doubles in this game, showing a little bit of a pulse, they needed more. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Even with Edwin Diaz coming in, I think we all felt they needed more. Plus, like I mentioned it earlier, during the stretch of games, I'd say over the last 15 games, whoever you want to phase it, even when they score runs, it doesn't feel like they score enough. So I thought what was really nice about that 10th inning, besides the insurance and winning this game, as a fan, I feel cleansed. I almost feel like, wow, maybe this was the moment that breaks them out of it. James McCann getting a big hit. Brandon Nimmo hitting the put-this-game-away bomb. And I, and I don't know if that's going to be the case. I guess we'll find out Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Not Sunday because Sandy Alcantara is the greatest pitcher in the history of baseball. We're not going to touch him. But I'm just kidding. But for the rest of those games, maybe this gets them out of it. So I wanted to see more, not just in the, the sake of winning this game, but the idea that, I don't know, maybe it gets them going. And it was great to see because the offense did finally explode. And Brandon Nimmo's got that knack for the, the back-breaking three-run home run. And he was able to do it. Before, so that was great, go- man. Before you go on, though, I, I have a question because I feel like you've missed something here. I I don't know. The approach to Jeff McNeil batting up in that top of the 10th with Enciarte coming in for Alonzo. Mm-hmm. Like, did you agree with everything? that like, They played a, a, a infield-in type of, type of defense, but he just popped out. I felt like maybe you should have laid down a bunt. Maybe you should have nah. been more aggressive. Uh, well, two things. I would never bunt with Jeff McNeil. I just wouldn't because I think in that situation, especially on the road with the runner on second rule, I can't play for one run, even with Edwin Diaz coming in, even as dominant as Edwin Diaz is. Plus, I think Jeff is so good usually, despite not having the greatest night after the the RBI single in the first inning. I feel like I trust Jeff McNeil. 
that he can hit a ground ball to second base. That the worst case scenario is maybe he doesn't come through with a hit, but he pokes one on the ground a second and advances the runner anyway. I would take that risk. So I had no issue with that. Here's my issue. And I've been pretty consistent about this for a long time. But Ingo used to feel this way back in the day. I do not like taking out my best player. I don't like it. Thank you. And Bobby Valentine used to do this with Mike Piazza all the time. Before I worked with Joe, when I listened to Joe, he would bitch about this in the overnights. And as a fan, I would say I totally agree with him. There are very rare times where I want to take out my best player. So taking Pete out in the 10th inning for Ender and Ciarte, and yeah, do you get an upgrade speed-wise? Of course. Like, I'm not denying that. And I understand the importance of that. I think there are a lot of examples in this lineup where I would agree, pinch run for him, pinch run for him. I can't do it with Pete Alonzo when he's four for five. I can't do it when the guy who's going to come in and play first base is my DH, which I know turns out to not be a big deal that Dom came in to play first base and that Edwin Diaz was essentially double switched in this game. I know with the extra inning rule, it's unlikely that's going to affect you, but it could. You willingly took a bat out of your lineup. So the DH thing isn't as big of a thing, but... I just hate the idea of taking my best best hitter out of the lineup. And even with these new Manfred extra inning rules where it's likely that you're not going to play a 12th inning, I still hate it. And maybe I've got to get over it. Maybe I've got to realize that because the rules are so different and the odds of Pete getting another at-bat are so low, I've just got to move on from that. But it still kind of bothers me. I didn't love it. Did it turn out to be a big deal? It turned out not to be. Because Ender and Ciarte scored rather easily as much as Pete Alonso would have scored easily on the Dom Smith double. So, no issue with McNeil. He's just got to have a better at-bat. He just can't pop the ball up the center field. In his previous at-bat, he had a ground ball to second base. That's, you know, worst-case scenario, Pete. That's what we're looking for. I'd prefer him get a hit, but if he's not, hit the ball to second base. So, it was really that he just didn't execute. No, I, I understand that. I just I think it was more about the Alonzo being pulled out pissed me off too because I'm the same way. Again, you don't know Dom Smith's going to hit a double down the line, but to take him out was ridiculous. I felt like, again, I didn't get that feel they were going to blow up that inning. So I was like, all right, I prefer Alonzo to still be around. No, you're, yeah, I mean, it, I just, I don't like it. And maybe it's because I was burned so often with the amount of times Bobby V would take Mike Piazza out. And it's different. I acknowledge that. So I guess the more we have extra inning games, maybe my view is going to change on this. But right now it doesn't. I don't like taking Pete Alonso out of games. It's just, I'm not a fan of doing that. I'm not a fan of taking my best player out of games. By the way, and no, no fault of Pete, he had four hits today. He's stuck. He's stuck on 69, bro. He has been stuck on 69 RBIs for like a week. So... Hopefully, Pete will get past it. And I'm not saying that as some kind of weird 69 joke. Here's what I'm saying it as. I am enamored by the RBI record. I think the RBI record is one of the craziest records in sports. And I think it's still Hack Wilson who has it at 190. And Joe and I used to talk about this back in the day. Like, how does a human being drive in 190 runs? Like, that is crazy to me. No one's even come close to that record. We've had people challenge every record you could think of. But the RBI record is a record that no one even comes close to. And the reason I bring that up is Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso is on a pace 
to drive in or was on pace to drive in 150 runs, which is absurd. 150 RBIs, he's not going to drive in 150, but he had that pace for a while. He's gone, I think it's eight games without an RBI. He stuck at 69. We're at the halfway point. Do the math. That puts him at a pace for 138, which is still absurd. But it's so difficult to drive in runs on a consistent basis. Number one, you've got to be clutch. But number two, you need help. Like, look at Pete Alonso today. Pete Alonso came up, and there weren't guys all over the base paths for him. Now, in the ninth inning, there was, and he popped up. But you also need a lot of luck to drive in that many runs. I've always been fascinated to go back and look at Hack Wilson's season and see how the hell did he drive in 190 runs? 